Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, super intelligent, <laughs> and Disney cruise-loving <laughs> wife, Michelle. Thank you, my sweetie. Hi, everybody. So good to have you with us. We are recording, well, most of this episode on <laughs> Sunday, March 1st. 2020 we had to do some finagling around this episode to record because we're getting very busy because yes we are going on a disney cruise this very week i know it's so exciting can't wait we will be talking a lot about disney cruise and we will be talking about of course this disney cruise we have coming up here soon but uh thank you for joining us today in the future you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts however the very best place to find us is on our own website hyperionadventurespodcast.com and while you're there why don't you just go ahead and sign up for the newsletter? Yeah, please do. It's a it's a really nice job that Tom has put together. That each week he gives information on what's coming up, uh, some some maybe some secrets in advance of anybody else, and you know just our way of sharing with everybody. And we want to remind everybody we're not using that list for anything other than sending you the newsletter. Yeah, we just want to keep you in touch with the Hyperion Adventures podcast. Let you know what we have going on. Obviously, we list a bunch of the episodes, what the episodes coming out, uh, what episode we just did, and what episode is going to be in the future. But we also give you some other information that we have coming out. Recently, we gave you news on something very special that we had teamed up with another podcast on. What could that be? As we all know, hashtag real men love frozen. Well, now we have the chance for you to show yourself. Show That's right. We here at the Hyperion Adventures podcast have teamed up with the Love of the Mouse podcast. Promise me we do this together. On a journey into the unknown. Into the unknown. Into the unknown. Okay, not really, but we did combine to develop our brand new exclusive design of our hashtag Real Men Love Frozen t-shirt. Wait. What? And you're going to love them. They come in a variety of sizes and colors. You can find all this stuff at tpublic.com. And we'll also post a link in today's show notes. So don't get lost in the woods. Now I know you're my true north because I am lost in the woods. Yep. Let it go. Let it go. And get your hashtag Real Men Love Frozen t-shirt today. Think that's sold enough? <laughs> I think so. I think you pulled out like every phrase, you know, a key phrase from the movies. That's great, honey. <laughs> I could have gone on forever. I'm trying to, for the first time in forever, I could have gone on for a long time about hashtag Real Men Love Frozen in that t-shirt. Hopefully you'll pick them up. Again, the links will be in our show notes here. You can find us also on tbublic.com tpublic.com but uh yeah that was part of our newsletter recently we've got some more stuff coming up in the weeks in the future so uh be prepared for that uh you can also find us on social media that was the first place we announced that t-shirt was on social media we are on twitter at hyperion podcast facebook instagram and pinterest at hyperion adventures podcast and if you ever want to email us for any reason 
hit us up at Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Right. And we love hearing from you. And we're getting prepared for an upcoming episode that's going to be answering our fans' questions. So if you have any questions, please do email them to us. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of cool stuff coming out. We always look for suggestions for topics, but yeah, I'm looking forward to doing the Ask Us Anything episode. Well, I'm a little looking forward to that because I'm afraid what some of you might ask, but we're going to be as much of an open book as possible. So whether it be about us, whether it be about Disney itself, tips, whatever the case may be, uh, we are going to have fun with that. We'll let you know really in advance so you can send us, figure out the questions and send them to us once we get near that episode. Right. And for those of you who have sent a couple questions in already, thank you. Yes, we really appreciate that. And thanks to everybody who has given us a review as well. That really is how we can kind of get known by other people looking for podcasts, looking for Disney podcasts. A review, of course, the best, easiest way is for you just to tell a friend, but a review is very special. We just finished our hashtag five-star February, where we went and kind of paid it forward to a bunch of other podcasts and right. shared the love and passed along five-star reviews for them. Uh, we Even though, you know, February is done. Uh, we'd love to keep that moving forward. Keep hashtag five star February going all year. If there's a podcast you love, hopefully it's ours, but if there are other shows that you love as well, uh, you know, it really helps to give them a rating, give them a review. Uh, it, like I said, at least uh, tell some friends that you love this show. Right. And for those, again, for those of you who have already given us a review or a rating, we truly, truly appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts. It's it really so warming to us that we've got people giving us feedback and, and we really appreciate it. And we appreciate the encouragement that you give us to continue. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, that's the thing about it is one, we, we love getting the reviews so we can find out, uh, you know, what people are thinking about this show. But also, like I said, there's algorithms out there and all this stuff. I'm not going to get too technical in it, but they help when people are doing a search <laughs> to find this show. So uh, reviews are very helpful. As for this show today, we have lots of stuff for you, including there's an exciting new series of Star Wars stories coming soon based on an era that has not been discussed much in canon to this point. Uh, we'll so we'll talk a little bit about that. And we now know the date that another Disney Parks icon will be closing for refurbishment. But before we get to the main topic of the week, there was some big news, a big news story that we kind of really need to touch on a little bit here. I feel it's kind of important for us to discuss this and not just let it go by the wayside this week. Of course, you probably heard that the CEO of the Walt Disney Company, Bob Iger, stepped down this week. He was replaced by Bob Chapek, who was formerly the head of the Parks Department uh, for Walt Disney. Uh, now he is going to become the CEO. So a uh, really tumultuous week in right. the Disney realm, we should say. Right, right, exactly. And, you know, I know that there's a lot of things going on, positive and negative, in social media, as one would expect with this. Um, you know, and there's a lot of, you know, I don't know, a little bit of mystery seems to be surrounding this. But, I mean, one thing, you know, really just want to appreciate that, you know, all the things that Bob Iger did during his 15 years was tremendously amazing, really brought the Disney company to a, a whole new level. So he does have big shoes to fill, you know, but also when you look at the parks and all the exciting things that ha are still in the works and, and getting ready for the big anniversary in 2021, you know, and just all the new things that have come that link with the 
the uh, new franchises that Bob Iger has put into place. You know, Bob has been carrying that torch, you know, whether you're talking, you know, Galaxy's Edge, uh, Marvel Land, throughout the world. I mean, I think there's been a lot of great things both of these gentlemen have brought to the company. And so, yes, Bob has a big you know, road ahead as the CEO and whoever replaces him also has some big shoes to fill. Yeah, there's no question about it. Now, if you're if you're coming to this podcast looking for flaming hot takes about <laughs> this subject, we're probably, as much as I don't want you to turn off this right, show, right. Uh, we're probably not the show to go to for that. Uh, but we, like I said, like Michelle just uh, talked about, we would like to thank Bob Iger for all he's done to expand the Disney brand, of course, bringing aboard Pixar, purchasing Marvel, Star Wars, uh, bringing about uh, Disney Plus, right. which we all love. There have been so many things he's done. As for Bob Chapek, we're hoping for the best. That's what I'm saying. Time will tell on what Bob does right. as stepping in. Like you said, Michelle, big shoes to fill for sure. It's a lot. Bob Iger casts a large shadow right, right now. Uh, as for me, I do don't have many issues with Bob Chapek. Maybe that is a hot take because I know mo <laughs> a lot of people do, uh, but I don't. Uh, I understand some of the venom that goes his way, but I, I'm just not a part of that. So I'm just kind of in a let's wait and see what he does and, you know, and, and hope for the best. Right. And, you know, one of the things to remember, too, is Bob Iger isn't totally walking away from the organization. He is going to be exec executive chair of the chairman of the board. Um, he is going to be continuing to work on talent acquisition. So, I mean, I think that we've seen his his brilliance in this and he's going to continue to be able to help support that company just in a different way um, but I'm sure that his expertise will definitely be a good source for people who are continuing the legacy of Disney yeah well, well no matter what the situation in the future is uh, we just want to thank Bob Iger more than anything else for Yay. all he's done to make exactly. the parks make the movies uh, make this company what it is. We are stockholders within the, the Walt Disney Company, and we appreciate everything he's done. And we're going to move forward and hope and hope for the best, you know. But I think that the Walt Disney Company is strong enough no matter what, whether Bob Chapek adds to that legacy or whether it starts to kind of falter a little bit. One way or another, uh, Walt Disney Company will remain strong. Right, exactly. So so that's it for that. We, we just wanted to touch on that real briefly. But now we need to get to our main topic of the week because we are very, very <laughs> excited. We are heading out on our Disney cruise coming up this week. So we thought going into it, why don't we touch on a subject in, about that? Right. It's interesting because for those of you who are following us on social media, you probably saw Tom's post on uh Thursday, I was at a uh, meeting, actually a training uh, in the Anaheim area, actually Pasadena, but it's close enough. And so Tom did get a chance to go into the parks while I was doing that. But anyways, during that meeting, uh, one of the things that we had to do was talk about service excellence and, and examples from companies that do service excellent. And one of the people at our table brought up about Disney Cruise. Uh, this person has had has a child who has a severe food allergy, um, life-threatening allergy, and and explained how Disney Cruise Line had made that such an amazingly wonderful experience that they had all their food all ready and set at every restaurant at the ports, etc. And so um, our table voted that 
as the best example. Um, even though I had a Disney example, but that one did was pretty well, pretty well uh, impressed. Just shows Disney customer service, right? right there, and yeah. you know, and so he mentioned that he would never go on any other cruise line. He p- paying a little bit more than other cruise lines made it well worth it. And it was funny because one of the um, other participants in this training sitting next to me said. Oh, you know, what about for adults? Does Disney Cruise help adults? And I'm like, oh my gosh. I turned to her like, yeah. And we have an episode coming your way. Right. So. (laughs) Funny timing. (laughs) That leads us right to it. Let's get to our main topic of the week. Yeah, so we all know, hey, Disney Cruise is great for families. You should definitely take your family at some point on a Disney Cruise. It's a lot of fun. It's laid out perfectly for families. It's a great family vacation. However, and I think this goes by the wayside sometimes, and that's why we're talking about this. It's also a great vacation for just a couple of adults or a group of adults to go. That's right. You know, and it's funny preparing for today. Uh, episode, I did do some research for some media groups out there, you know, in some really solid companies. And um, it was funny because in each of the articles, they sent one of their reporters alone on a Disney cruise and each one of them started the same way that, oh my God, I don't want to go on a Disney <laughs> cruise. It's just going to be me and a lot of kids around and, you know, crying toddlers or babies and And all of them at the end of the article said, it was amazing being an adult on a Disney cruise. Well, I mean, you know, the interesting thing about that is, yeah, you can certainly run into that. Of course, you can run into the kids there. You can run into the crying babies or the babies there, whatever the case may be. However, you can also go on a Disney cruise as an adult and almost not know that there are kids on board. If you really, really want to make an effort at it, they they put the ship together in a way knowing that you know that there are going to be adults who don't want to always have the kids around or even if you are there as a family that there's going to be time when you're going to want to just be there as an adult with your significant other with your friends whatever the case may be and have a good adult time and so Disney has had the foresight to look into that and that's kind of how they built their ships to address those situations exactly you know they they've done an amazing job to you know, build the ship and and set out the activities that it really has specific areas that will cater to adults. So whether you're talking about coffee shops or lounges, adult-only pool, spa, nightclubs, even Serenity Bay Mm -hmm. on Castaway Key, you know, um, and even how the navigator is set out to distinguish which activities are for, you know, Folks of all ages versus adults only. Yeah. So let's talk about how the ship breaks down, essentially. And that goes for also Castaway Key, as you just alluded Mm -hmm. to, and the navigators as well. So for the ships themselves, 
they're kind of bro- broken down into three different segments. The rear of the ship is kind of more for the kids, for the really young ones. Right. The middle of the ship is more for families. A lot of the family stuff goes. It basically, if you look at the pools, that's kind of how the ship breaks down. And then the fore part of the, of the uh, ship, the the front part, is where the kind of the adults right. section are. That's where kind of the adults only section. It's not dirty. It's just kind of the adults only <laughs> right. section of the ship where you know most of the day uh that's where the the kids aren't really allowed into i mean there's some clubs there that they have certain events during the the day that they are allowed to go into but i I think it's like eight o'clock at night or nine o'clock at night or something like that uh that area is like the kids are not supposed to be there that is the adults only area and and the uh quiet cove pool which you just alluded to as well that is adults only all day long. And I'm going to start right there was my favorite part of being an adult right. on a Disney cruise and getting to use the a quiet cove pool. It's, it's such a luxurious area. They have these comfortable loungers in there. And just as the name intimates, right. it is quiet. It's <laughs> exactly. wonderful. It's a beautiful place to just sit back, relax, maybe get, take a dip into the pool, have a fruity cocktail, or and just read a book or whatever the case may be. It's wonderful. It really is. And, you know, it's like you, you said, it's set up for the adults in a very luxurious looking way. They, they tend to it very frequently to replace, you know, towels if things have been sitting there for a long time. They know somebody has left or whatever. Um, and, and then it's super convenient because like you said, you have the, you have a bar right there that you can either go up to, or they do have people coming around and checking on you. I know. Um, you know, and then right in that same area is the coffee shop, which has, you know, the specialty coffees, but it the also... Cove Cafe is right. what it's called, yeah. And it has, you know, some other... It has snacks throughout the day, and it has special cocktails as well there. So it's all kind of easy to get to in one location. And what's also nice is it's right near the spa. So if you have a spa treatment coming up, you can sit by the pool for a while and then, or vice versa. After your treatment, come out and sit at the pool. Right. It's one of the areas we look forward to. I mean, we love going on the ship with as a family with, with children and everything, but it's nice to, whether you are going just as a couple of adults or a group of adults or whatever the case may be, or if the kids are in the, you know, at, at the, uh, the club, the Oceaneer Lab or the Oceaneer Club or whatever the case may be, you can just take some time to break away and just relax. Exactly. And that quiet cove pool is perfect for that. Another place is perfect for a night, uh, maybe a date night on board if you do have your family with you or if you're just there together as a couple or whatever, or again, as a group, uh, the adult specialty dining on board, which on all the ships, they all have a Palo restaurant, which we've talked about several times. It's kind of a Northern Italian uh, style food in Mm -hmm. this restaurant. It's really, the service is excellent. The food is great. The brunch there, you're going to walk out. If you go to brunch at Palo, you're going to walk out of there so like Thanksgiving full right? because it, there's so much to try and so many wonderful little things that you like you're going to be bummed because you can't try everything or can't try everything twice or three times or whatever because it's so good. Right. I mean, it is not your typical buffet of just having, you know, eggs and sausage and toast. 
this is amazing dishes that they have. And one of my favorites, um, and when your mom's with us on the cruise, she partakes as well, is having that caviar. (laughs) I know you love that caviar. (laughs) I'm not a caviar guy so much, but Michelle is like, oh, I'm so excited to get the caviar at Palo and Palo Brunch. (laughs) But yeah, the way it's laid down is they have like lots of little... Uh, little items around that you can you can go up and uh, like a buffet and pick up things, but you also can order entrees from the kitchen themselves. They have uh, some great things like uh, their chicken parm is right. really really good, but they have all sorts of wide array of things from pancakes on up to um, some pizzas and stuff like that that are really really fantastic. The table o cheese is also oh, yes. pretty pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you love cheese, they've got just about every type of cheese you oh, could ever it's, it's want. Amazing. It's, it's amazing! So good, and the baked goods, um, the the pastries and baked goods. Oh, I could. I, I'm so excited for us to go. I know. I know. I'm so glad we have a reservation for brunch because yeah, uh, it's just the best. Uh, the other specialty restaurant that's available only on the Dream and the Fantasy is Remy. It's French inspired. Um, as you would expect from something called Remy, who right. is, of course, the chef from Ratatouille. Right. Uh, but it is a uh, elegant, just such a dining experience. If you think of, uh, if you have heard of, or if you ever got to experience Victorian Alberts out at the Walt Disney right. World Resort, you know how upscale that is and how wonderful that can be. Well, uh, Remy is all of that and maybe more on the sea for about half the price. It's still expensive, don't get me wrong, but about half the price of a Victorian Alberts when it's all said and done. And it's just one of the finest dining experiences you're ever going to have, not only at sea, but anywhere. Right. It is is definitely a bucket list if you haven't done that yet. It's a a once-in-a-lifetime real, like you said, splurge, but it is... Phenomenal. And, it, you know, I've always tried to describe why that is, why the food is so unique, so special, so intensely delicious. And I really don't know how to describe it, but it is phenomenal. There, I, I have never had food that has been so impressively delicious. And that's, I know those are just common words, but it's not a common place. Yeah, the chefs uh, who have put together the menu for Remy, they've done such a great job of pairing items, uh, you know, developing flavor, you know, and, and surprising you in ways that something will uh, just kind of catch you that you wouldn't expect. Right. It's really, really a, a fantastic menu. Uh, the wine pairings, if you want to do that, that go with it. They have just a wonderful selection of wines, even if you just want to get a bottle or a glass. Um, that's great. They also have a brunch there too, by the way, that I've heard great things about mm-hmm. as well. So if you prefer to do something more of a brunch, uh, that you can do that at Remy as well. But those are, the, the dining in the dining room is great. Um, all the stands and everything. But if you really want a wonderful adult experience, these are adult only restaurants uh, and, you know, and you will have to pay a little bit more for them. But the food is truly exquisite. Right. You know, and, and I don't want to make light of what you just said, well, in terms of Remy and everything, but the dining room, the rotational service is also an experience as an adult that you can really, really enjoy, especially, you know, if you're a Disney fan, it will tug at your heart. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you smile. It's not uh, all childlike. And sometimes it is, you know, even as an adult, if you're going without kids to watch 
the faces of the kids and how their their servers are interacting with them is also just something that is really warm and touching and you know can make your evening feel so much better. Yeah, and one of the things also about that is and for many people know that if you go on a cruise, uh, if you're going to the dining room, a lot of times if you don't say anything to them, you will be sat with other people. And right. if you want to do that, if you want to meet some new people, whatever the case may be, that's fine. Uh, however, if you prefer to be just a table for two, or if you have a couple friends on board and a table for four, whatever right. the case may be. A lot of times they can arrange for that. You just need to contact uh, the maitre d' either ahead of time right. or when you're actually on the ship, talk to them and say, uh, look, I, uh, I prefer if we can manage this to get a table for two. A lot of, Usually it's a lot easier for the late dining than the early dining to kind of shift things right. around. But even either way, uh, you can probably make it work if you just ask for them, uh, ask them if they will accomplish this for you. Right. I mean, if you are traveling with uh, one or more parties of adults in other cabins, you just need to link your reservations. That's easy to do online ahead of time. And then, you know, they they know that you want to sit together, you know, but you can certainly communicate that with them in advance just to clarify and then again, verify once you're on board. Yeah. So uh, you, you definitely can have that ability to just be a couple adults and just have a fine meal there, just talking between the two of you or the four of you or whatever the case may right. be, even within the dining room. And yes, the shows go on there and they are excellent. Uh, there is some entertainment. It's, it's dinner and a show a lot of times in those dining rooms, not on all of them, but in, right. in, um, it's really, really, uh, really, really cool. Uh, now let's get to the real thing that we, as adults that we enjoy, especially virtually everywhere we go, but definitely on a Disney cruise. <laughs> And that is, of course, the adult-only lounges and bars. Right. And there are several of them aboard all these Disney Cruise Line uh, ships uh, that are excellent for depending on what kind of nights you're looking right. for. So, like, for example, on aboard the uh, Magic and the Wonder, there is the Cadillac Lounge, uh, which is on the Wonder, and Keys, which is on the Magic. And it's kind of a, uh, a piano bar that's kind of stylized, both of them stylized after Hollywood in the 50s. Right. Kind of the classic era great for a martini they have wonderful wine list it's really a really nice place to just have sit down at the end of a night and have a nightcap or or, or start your night and before you head out to dinner or whatever the right case exactly it is you know it is just got that um old style ambiance that really you know it makes you think you know of an old style cruise liner too and so it's kind of kind of neat to try that place out yeah if you're looking for a little more raucous English type fun. Well, there are some pubs on board these ships as well. There's the Crown and Finn pub above on board the Wonder and O'Gill's pub, which is aboard the Magic and the Fantasy. And just as it suggests, it's it's pretty much looks like a traditional pub. You know, a lot of dark woods. Um, a lot of times they'll have a band playing in there. A lot right. of times it's an Irish style right. band. Um, you know, and they'll have snacks. Uh, they even have a happy hour in the evening and beers on tap. And it, you know, it's a pub. It's good. Right. It's fun. Yeah. It, it is a. It's a like. Like you said, it's a totally different ambiance. It's it's a fun ambiance. You know, if there are sporting events going on that are kind of major sporting events during the cruise, you know, that's a, a location that people tend to gather around to watch, you know, certain, you know, like... Super Bowl and or soccer matches, etc. So it's a it, like you said, it is that traditional pub that you can kind of feel fun going into it and having a, a 
pint or two. Maybe a pint, yes. Uh, if you're looking for something a little more sophisticated than a pint at the pub, uh, you can also go on board the Dream to the Pink Wine and Champagne Bar, yeah. which uh, that calls out to Michelle. We have unfortunately not been on the Dream yet. That's the one ship right. we have not closed out our Grand Slam, but we keep talking about <laughs> we have to book one soon. And I know as soon as we get on board the Dream, when, when it does happen, that's like the first bar Michelle's going to <laughs> is the Pink Wine and Champagne Bar. Because somebody else in this family books our cruises. <laughs> I've been trying to get us on the dream. I'm trying. I keep trying. Maybe you're thinking that's where I'll just, you know, land and stay there the whole time, but it won't be. (laughs) Anyway, it looks like an elegant bar and a lot of fun. Um, I know that they have a wine and champagne bar that's also aboard the Fantasy. And I'm I'm sorry, the name escapes me right Mm -hmm. now, but a great place to, to. really sample some really nice wines and different champagnes as well, right. obviously. So uh, aboard the Dream and Fantasy, also they have the Skyline Lounge, which is a cool place if you've, because uh, it's interesting, they have this kind of this backdrop in the bar uh, that's kind of a video board almost. And as the night progresses, the skyline will change right. to a different, you know, famous city's skyline throughout the evening. And it's really kind of cool to just sit there and have a drink and, and, you know, check out these different sites around the world. Right. Again, another different ambiance and a, a more unique way of having fun that, you know, you can enjoy not having like that one lounge for the whole cruise. Try all of them. Yeah, there's so many. Another one I want to bring up for sure is the Meridian Lounge, which is also on the Disney, excuse me, on the Disney uh, Dream and Fantasy. Uh, That is kind of a bar that sits in between Palo and Remy. It's perfect when you're waiting for your your time to come for either of those places to have a drink or just to grab a drink in general. It's a wonderful bar up top there. And, you know, again, this is an adult area mostly, so that's going to be for adults only. They have great cocktails there as well. Exactly. Kind of a nautical theme. And, you know, one of the interesting things is a lot of times people think that is the waiting area for people to be seated at Remy's or Palos, and they don't realize that's a lounge that any adult can go. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have reservations go in either of those restaurants to go up and use that lounge. So don't, don't be afraid. Go up there. A lot of times they're, they're art of the theme tours, which they do, they do take, uh, which takes you throughout the ship and kind of explores how the ship is laid out. A lot of how the Imagineers who built the ships, who designed these ships uh, have laid them out. So you can kind of see some interesting things. Usually that starts in the Meridian lounge and moves from there. Um, But uh, that's a it's just a great bar to check out when you get the chance uh, so now we've had our drinks in us so what do we got to do next well we are going to go dancing of course because <laughs> you know after a few drinks that's what you do you dance right, right? exactly yeah. so, especially after you've had dance lessons on the cruise that's true they do have dance they have, there's so many different activities to do that are you know yes for families but there are uh, some adult ones like right. dance lessons they have some cooking experiences as well on there but uh, there are dance clubs on every one of the ships and Sometimes they're open to the kids earlier in the day, but when the evening comes, I, again, I don't know exactly the time. I don't know if it's eight o'clock or nine o'clock or whatever it is. Uh, those are adults areas and they get the music going and there's a lot of fun in these dance clubs. I'm not going to, they almost, I think they all, on diff, all the different ships have a different name, so I'm not going to go through all of them, but 
They're right. there and they are a blast. And they have theme nights too. Like sometimes right. they'll have an 80s night, a 90s night, 70s, uh, you know, just different things that happen, uh, you know, at, throughout your cruise. Yeah, they also have the silent disco. Yes, that's right. That's a new thing. Right. The silent disco. Right. So if you don't know what that is, um, you go in and you'll have, you wear headsets and they usually have like about three different types of music style playing and you select on your headset what you want to dance to. So, you know, in the room itself, you you might not be hearing the music like, but in the headsets, you will be hearing music and dancing to whatever you like. You can switch it out. Uh, there is a DJ. Everybody hears the DJ. doesn't matter what style of music you're listening to, but there's also different like flashing lights and colors and things like that, that so you can kind of um, see what beat is going in what area and sometimes people tend to migrate to there but lots and lots of fun and a unique way of people coming together with different likes of music style can still have a fun night at the the nightclub and by the way even if you don't actually do the silent disco yourself put the headphones on and go out there and dance or anything right it's entertaining to just go out there <laughs> and true. watch Be because there's all these people dancing around and there's uh, you can't hear the music so it's like <laughs> what are they doing you know, these different people just moving around having a good old time the only they can hear it's the music in their head right like the music going on in my head let it go let it go Music. See, I thought it was voices in your head, but okay. Could be. <laughs> I'm glad you got music Could too. Be. <laughs> Drown out the voices right. from time to time. So, yeah, dance club. Uh, you already talked a little bit about the spas. I know I'm not as much of a spa person, but Michelle, a lot of times on the trips, it's kind of her one of these luxury things that she loves to do is take a day out of the spa. So maybe you can speak a little bit more about the spa itself. Right. So the the spa is really really amazing. You do get top VIP treatment when you go there, um, and they have such an an range. Is that a word? No. Such a range or an array of. Uh, an arranged range. <laughs> my, my ability to speak or inability to speak continues on. Um, but anyways, they, you know, they really do have from different uh, price ranges. You can reserve those ahead of time before sailing or you can do it on on board they have daily specials typically if you don't have a uh you know a certain reservation that you can do things but especially on port days you know that they're trying to draw people into the spa but um it's really really amazing and i'll share my favorite one um it's called alone time and it is <laughs> what are you saying <laughs> i know no it is a way to just just to have your own although they do it with couples too but i know you're not a you're not, I'm a, not a spa person, spa person no. so um but here you get to go out on a balcony they have uh, a hot tub there you're alone you're in you know they they've segmented it so you you get you start out you can be in the hot tub for a little while then you come out you put your robe on they have a, a nice um, lounge chair there and you're just looking out over the ocean um, and then you come inside into a room right off that balcony um, and they do a spa treatment. You pick which spa treatment. Um, they also do a foot massage and, you know, it's, and then they serve you tea and some fruit. You can upgrade to have, you know, like some champagne if you want. Um, and I know I'm going through it really fast and 
Which it's not. Which it's not. It's, <laughs> it's, it's really a, calm and It's relaxed, a 90-minute yeah. experience. I mean, they're not touching you for 90 minutes. Like I said, they give you a certain amount of time alone in the, in the hot tub, and then you have the treatment, and then you sit down on the lounge and have the, the tea service with some fruit. And, you know, I usually either bring, you know, like a magazine or a book on my tablet or something like that and just enjoy the environment that I'm in and especially after having had like a nice massage or something right. like that. And you have it booked uh, for this cruise coming up. I uh, you're do. doing it uh, and when we're in Cabo San Lucas, I right. believe, which is a really great spot to do it. We've been to Cabo San Lucas so many times, so we're probably not going to uh, get off the ship right. this time. But it's a it, it, if you've never been to Cabo San Lucas, it's a tender port and it's got it's in, within this wonderful little bay and you've probably seen the stone archway that's right. kind of it's out beautiful. there. Uh, it's just a really nice bay and that's a perfect place for you to just kind of relax and look over it and have your alone time. Right. I think I did it at Cabo another time before that. And what's really nice is because it isn't, you know, in a port, the ship does tend to move a little bit. So you get different perspectives during your 90 minutes there. I mean, it doesn't swing around or anything, but wildly yeah, swings around. But it is nice to be, you know, you're sitting out there and looking up and you're seeing a, a little bit different perspective of, of the island. So mm -hmm. it is amazing. But yeah, their spot is, is really phenomenal. Um, they also have, it's right by the uh, gym there. So, you know, you can have that flexibility to do a, you know, go out and do some exercising right there, which is also adults only, and then go for your spa treatment or or not. Right. Yeah. The fitness center is connected right next to the spa and it's a, a great place to work off a little bit of all that food you're eating and all the right. drinks you're engaged, you're having all those adult beverages you're enjoying every once in a while, get on the treadmill, get on the elliptical, whatever. They also have classes uh, throughout the day and yoga and some other things as well. Some of them are for a fee, some of them are free, uh, but they are kind of another way as an adult, you can kind of get out and do some things. Now, uh, you, you know, we talked already a lot about some of the adult stuff that's on the ship, but it doesn't stop there. There's also plenty of adult stuff to do off the ship. We kind of alluded to it already on Castaway Key, Serenity right. Bay, which again, just like the ship, uh, Castaway Key is broken down into three different parts uh, for kids, families, and adults. And so uh, Serenity Bay is the adults only areas, the adults only beach. So you can kind of break away from the running, screaming kids if you want. Right. Uh, they have some, uh, some uh, on the beach uh, massages there if right. you want to book you can one do of spa those. There. Yep. yep. Uh, they have just a, it's just a really nice spot. It's really a calm little beach, and um, it's been too long since we've been to Castaway Key. I cannot wait to get back to Serenity Bay soon. Exactly, but yeah, it's um, you know also with excursions, mm -hmm. you can uh, select excursions that tend to be adult only. If you need assistance with that, you can contact Disney Cruise Line in advance or your travel agent if you're working through a travel agent, um, and you know just. If you want to be something that is just pure adults, that's fine. And you can really, even for your time off the ship, be able to have that same type of bubble. 
Yeah, they specify them in their descriptions for all these different excursions of what age groups it's good for and what age groups can't go. And you know, like sometimes there's things like alcohol tasting. Like you know, if we're right. going to the Caribbean, there may be some rum tastings, or right. if you're going to Mexico, there may be some tequila tastings or uh, various other things. They have these just for adults if that's what you want to do. So uh, you definitely want to look at that when you're on your Disney cruise. And I mean, really, there's so much for families, but really. Again, whether it's you're going on with your family and you just want some time for just the adults to have a little time while the kids are in the Oceaneer Lab or the Oceaneer Club or whatever the case may be, you can do you can break away for that date night on the ship. Or if you just want to go as adults, uh, it's the perfect place for you to go for a vacation. Right. You know, it's interesting going back to one of the articles that I was reading. um, There was uh, the reporter had met this lady and they were talking and, and she said, oh, are you on this cruise by yourself? And she says, no, my teenage daughter is here, but I will never see her. <laughs> and and the reporter even said she ran into that same lady three other times, but never met her daughter, you know. And, the, you know, and again, they do have a great teen area. You know, they have a lot of wonderful ways that they've segmented um, the age groups to, to meet the specific needs of those age groups, but, you know, for adults. And they even have, you know, for young adults, the 1824 Club, you know, which is for people who are in that age range, uh, eight, between 18 and 24, to have some specific uh, activities that would be more tailored to what their interests are. Yeah. So there, there's a wide array of things. Again, you know, some people think of cruises and they think of it's just kind of this boring thing. And if you think of a Disney cruise, you think, oh, you know, it's going to be like the parks on a ship. And yes, it can be a little like that, but it's really not at all. Right. I mean, you know, if you think about it, um, the one of the wonderful things about going on a Disney cruise as an adult is kind of like the parks. It it gives it allows you to be a child at heart or a kid at heart, you know, so you can still have your adult fun and activities. But, you know, whether it's Disney t-shirts or ears or even Disney bounding, dressing up for the pirate co- uh, costume party, uh, who doesn't like a great meet and greet? I think you're looking forward to some... Hashtag real men love frozen. <laughs> you know, and uh, hello, Mickey Waffles. Yes, Mickey Waffles. Yeah. <laughs> Mickey premium ice cream bars delivered right to your room. Right, exactly. No extra charge for those, by That's the way. That's right. You know, and, and sing alongs like when uh, we've done the uh, the Halloween at Seas. Yeah. And had Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas sing along. I mean, so there are still a lot of things that, you know, as an adult, you're still going to want to enjoy and have that ability to do that. And, you know, I think that's what makes the Disney Cruise Line really special for adults is because it's not stuffiness. You get to be an adult and you get to be around adults. In, in your heart, you can still have the fun and joy like you would as a kid. Yeah, so we're really looking forward to, I've, if, again, as we, if you can tell, we're really looking forward to our Disney cruise that's coming up here in just a couple of days now. It is really close, and we are so excited for it. And we are going to talk all about it when we get back from it, uh, you know, give a review of it and how it went and everything else. Right. I mean, some of the other things that, you know, we wanted to share in this episode, too, is that, you know, we've done other cruise lines, you know, and there's there's really wonderful things 
for everybody on different cruise lines as well. I think what sets the Disney cruise line apart, especially when you're considering it as an adult. Yes, we talked about some things that you can purchase in addition to your regular fare, which is like, you know, the, the specialty dinings and, you know, um, different types of uh, excursions, etc. But Disney still gives you that all inclusive, inclusion, inclusive. <laughs> Can you edit that? <laughs> it's an inclusive inclusion. Right. <laughs> that, um, that you, you don't have to feel like you're nickel and dime. The activities, the movies, you know, those are all still included in the price. The regular rotational dining is included in your your price. It's just when you do, you know, the specialty dining, spa treatments. Um, those are the types of things that you would be paying in addition. But otherwise, well, and obviously alcohol. Um, but otherwise, it, it is all in that same price. And I think that's what makes Disney really special that you still feel like you're having that luxurious experience without having to pay for every little thing because we you know for example we went on a, a another cruise line not too long ago and they are charged they were charging to go to the movie right you they, know they had like an IMAX theater and they were charging for the IMAX theater but, right you know another thing Disney does as well and it depends on if you like soda or not but if you if you do like to have soda here every once in a while the soda on board at least the fountain soda right uh completely complimentary right um great for families you know for the kids or whatever although you, your kids probably get a little hyped up on the soda <laughs> but you know what I'm saying it's there for you whereas on a lot of these other ships they're constantly selling you like the soda package like if you'd like to drink a lot of soda right. you know you buy this package so you you don't have to do that on board Disney Cruise. So that's I guess kind of if you like soda, right. we don't drink a lot of soda personally. But if you like soda, that is another nice right, part. right, definitely so. And um, you know some of the other things you can do also in preparation is there are Facebook groups. Uh, a lot of times they'll be specific to the cruise that you're going on, and you can actually start having some connections with other mm -hmm. adults ahead of time to, you know, have some meet and greets and, you know, find other friends, you know, or make friends of people that have similar likes and things that you have in common. Yeah. You know, there's one thing that's interesting. If, if you're going on many of the regular Disney cruises, whether it be the three or four days or some of the seven days or whatever, uh, those are going to be, there will be a lot of family on board, those families right. on board this those cruises. Now, we've gone on a couple longer ones in the past, including this one will be a longer one. A lot of times, boy, the kid tally goes way right. low when it's like a two-week cruise like this one we have right. coming Especially up. Right, especially since it's you know during the school year. Although I, I've been reading about some people who have gotten their kids... Yeah. permission to, to be I don't, away from... I, I think that as a compared to our transatlantic cruise we went on a couple of years ago, right. this one will be higher with kids just because I think there's more ports. So there's more things for them to do a lot of times off the ship and, right. and everything. More educational. Yeah. Uh, whereas our transatlantic cruise where we were out at sea for like six straight days or whatever the case was, right. uh, that I think there was only, there were less than 100 kids on the entire ship. <laughs> right. They opened up the Oceaneer Lab and Oceaneer Club for the adults to go in and have some fun every <laughs> once in a while. And they may do that on this cruise as well. But I do believe they will because it's interesting I was looking at some navigators. Um, thank you, Disney Cruise Line blog, for, for posting uh, old navigators, but from last year's trans, uh, not transatlantic, uh, Panama Canal cruise that was westbound. And there were times um, throughout the cruise that in the evening, 
they would open one section of the kids area. So they might have like one night that's adult only at the Oceaneer Club or mm-hmm. adult only, you know, at um, the, the, Oceaneer the, Lab. the Oceaneer Lab, you know, different things like that. And have some, like I saw they did like the Toy Story boot camp for adults only. So I know. I'm looking forward to that. I yeah. hope they do that this time. Yeah, exactly. Me too. So, um, you know, they do have that opportunity, you know. So, I, it, you know, it makes sense that they've really been able to, you know, have a plethora isn't that a better word? That's than, really well done. <laughs> a plethora of adult activities and areas, you know. So, you know, honeymooning or mm-hmm. anniversary, birthdays or, you know, girls cruise. Yeah. And whatever you want, uh, th- you can find your way to do it on board a Disney cruise. And like I said, uh, we are excited to go on our trip, uh, as you can tell. And when we get back here in a couple of weeks, we're going to tell you all about it and you know all the new stuff we tried, all the different experiences we had aboard it. But right. uh, And we don't want to sound like we don't love kids. We, we love, love kids. kids. We, we've gone on cruise ships. We brought our kids on. Yes. We brought the grandkids on. We've brought, we've been Friends. with families, cousins, and their kids. Um, we love it, you know. But we also, you know, again, enjoy right. our adult time exactly. on a Disney cruise. And uh, this is going to be a great time. So, again, we're going to talk all about it when we get back. But if you have any questions about kind of uh, getting on board a Disney cruise as adults, please hit us up. We'd be happy to share our thoughts on it and how you can uh, have the best time possible on board a Disney cruise because. Really, really, it is amazing. Disney Cruise is the best. Yeah, the Disney Cruise Line horn uh, gets me every time. I cannot wait till we hear that coming up here in just a few more days. Exactly. I don't know why. I always get a lump in my throat and a little like tear starting (laughs) when I hear that, especially just the first part of it. For those of you who have been on a Disney cruise, you know how wonderful that sound is. It just makes you happy. And uh, we are so excited. We are going to be doing the westbound Panama Canal cruise coming up here starting on Friday. And it's just, we couldn't be more thrilled for this sailing. We we love Disney Cruise, and it's going to be so fun. Michelle, what are you most looking forward to on this trip? Ooh, well, um, I think obviously my spa treatment mm. <laughs> would be one of them. Um, but I I think just you know being able to connect with people who love Disney, you know, whether it's, you know, in the restaurants or in, in the lounges, etc. Um, but I am super excited about doing silent disco. I have to admit that. I just <laughs> can't wait for that. <laughs> that's going to be a lot of fun and very funny. We maybe we'll put out post a video of that at some <laughs> point because that's going to be a lot of fun for sure. Uh, what looking, about you? I'm looking forward to the shows. Hashtag Real Men Love Frozen. That's right, right. on there. I'm looking at seeing uh, the new stuff around. We've been to Tiana's place, but they... Uh, they have some new, more New Orleans stuff involved right. there, kind of Louisiana, New Orleans stuff. I'm looking forward to checking that out. Paolo, uh, very excited for Paolo right. brunch. <laughs> and just getting away for you know a couple of weeks and just sitting, relaxing, enjoying. It's one of my
my favorite things is just sit out on the balcony and watch the ocean go by. Right? And there's nothing more calming, nothing more soothing to me than that. And I'm very, very excited for that. So, yeah. Yay, yay. We find him. We will tell you all about it once we get back. I'll tell you how the cruise went and all, all the fun stuff that happened while we were on board. Uh, now, if you were following us on social media, you know, Michelle already talked about this a little bit, uh, but while she she had a meeting up in L.A., so, you know, oh, darn, uh, while she's in a meeting, I decided, you know, hey, why don't I just pop into Disneyland for a little bit? And it just happened to be on Thursday, which also just happened to be the soft opening for the Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival. Got to check a lot of that stuff out. And they we actually ran into some weird timing things. Uh, but the good news is I was able to go get Michelle bring her back there and we were able to sample a few items, you know, just kind of in advance. Right. I know that, you know, the start time of that day with the soft opening, et cetera, was, uh, you know, a little unusual, but it was thrilling to be able to come there in the uh, evening and it be running still and that we did get to try some great foods, got our sip and savor lanyard and um, it did not disappoint. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing festival. It's it's really wonderful and uh, so happy to be able to try it and really want to encourage other people to really take the time and go to Disney California Adventure. Yeah, definitely. It's so fun. Uh, they've really upped their game on the, the uh, kiosks this year. I think the food may be a little bit better than even in the past, yes. at least from the items we've tried. The signage is amazing. <laughs> Just for the signs alone, they're fantastic. Um Timing wise, it was funny because it is a soft opening that, you know, normally I think it starts at 11 every day Uh, because it was a soft opening. They didn't really have an idea of when they were going to start or at least they didn't admit they had an idea when they were going to start. When we bought our sip and savor pass, they're like, oh, it'll be ready in an hour. I bought it like 11. So I was kind of perusing near the kiosk (laughs) around noon. 12.30, (laughs) 12.30, 1 <laughs> o'clock. Eventually, I had to go get Michelle's, which is on the other side of L.A. Uh, if you know L.A. traffic, uh, that takes a while. So I kind of had to give up on it. Unfortunately, that also cost me a chance to see the soft opening of the Magic Happens Parade, which right. looks amazing, That's too. Amazing. Uh, so it just didn't work out. But luckily, like we said, we were able to get back in time. We stopped by there because it's kind of on our way home. Took our chances that the booths were still open. Luckily, they were, and we were able to sample a couple things. I tried the uh, beef barbacoa tacos from LA Style. Mm-hmm. With the, They had some pickled onions on there. Really, really good. And I also had the fried guacamole with uh, carne asada, which is kind of like a deconstructed uh, carne asada burrito, which was excellent as well. I really enjoyed that. Michelle. And that was the one that the chef actually was... Well, the barbacoa tacos. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. The chef was actually there because it was a soft opening. They were kind of uh, training some of the people that were just had just come on their shift of how to put these things together. So luckily I had one of the chefs there put mine together for me. It was fresh beef, you know, and it was, so I, I got a little lucky in that. Yeah, and, talk about being a VIP there, right, right. you know, that's pretty, pretty cool. So Michelle, I know you had a couple things that you enjoyed as well. Right, I had the pressed watermelon and tomato with cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really delicious. And then of course, um, the carbonara macaroni and cheese uh, with uh, garlic and bacon, and bacon, and oh, it was it was delightful. Yeah, I tasted some of that. That was really that. It, I was it's rich, but it was it really was really rich. Good, it's it's but. not like a kid's mac and right. cheese. It's, you know, if you know carbonara, it, it is a is a lot more rich. And uh, that and going up to the uh, 
the now annual pass holders tasting terrace yeah. and having some wine with some of these small plates was really yeah. enjoyable. Got a nice glass of gogi wine and yeah. uh, we were happy as could be. Just kind of hung out for a little bit longer then uh, took the drive back home. But it worked out really well and we were really excited for that. And we're excited to get back after our trip uh, to go back and, and uh, do more of the food and wine festival. It's going on through into April. Right. So we'll have so plenty nice. of time to get back and, and sample more things. And uh, in the meantime, you guys should all get out there and, and check that out. Now, let's get to our Disney stories of the week. We have just a few of them for you this week. And we'll start with, we now know the date for the refurbishment of a major Walt Disney World icon. Mm, I think I know what it is. Yes, this from the <laughs> Disney Parks blog. Spaceship Earth is more than just the physical icon of Epcot. It's a symbol of how the park continues to evolve. The attraction is a crucial piece of the historic transformation already underway at Epcot. Boy, is the transformation underway at Epcot. <laughs> and our team here at Walt Disney, again, this is straight from the Disney Parks blog. So, uh, Our team here at the Walt Disney Imagineering is excited to start implementing our new vision for Spaceship Earth beginning on May 26th. So if you want to see Spaceship Earth as it is now, you only have a couple more months to get out there. May 26th, that's the last day to check it out as it is. And we don't know when it will be reopening. So you, you might want right. to jump on that if you Pretty, have the ability. Yeah. Um, you know, and I know there's a lot of feelings about this. And, you know, and I understand it. Totally do. Uh, but I'm also very anxious and looking forward to the upgrades that they're going to be doing. They talked about it at the D23 Expo, and it does sound like it's going to have some really fun things in keeping with some of the tradition as well. So it's, yeah. that's so cool. So here's what they also post in the blog about what how it's going to change. They didn't get into too many details, but they did share a few things on it. They say the next iteration of Spaceship Earth will focus on the story of humanity following our long journey from prehistoric humans to today brought to life with magic and depth that only Disney can deliver brochure <laughs> uh, many of the moments you know and love will be updated in amazing ways blended with brand new scenes to tell a story about our human experience throughout the attraction you'll hear new narration and see how light plays a central role in our shared human journey coming to life in dynamic ways and a celebration of the magic that's possible when we all come together so i i, I love spaceship earth as it is now, as it was in the past, and I'm excited to actually see what they do with it in the future. So we'll, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting also to hear who's going to end up being the narrator. Right, so that's kind of exciting. Is it going to be me? Yeah, no. Not if they want don't want somebody <laughs> to stumble through it the whole time. Absolutely not. Uh, but that that will be exciting. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with Spaceship Earth right. in the future. And um, it's just sad that I don't think we're going to get a chance to ride it again before it closes down. I'd love to do it one more time right. before it does, but I just don't think we're going to get a chance to get out there one more time. Probably not. Yeah. But what can you do? What can you do? Memories of our mind. There you go. Uh, moving on, a new series of Star Wars stories are coming soon, and it features a new era that has not yet really been explored within canon. This from CNET.com. In December, The Rise of Skywalker ended the Star Wars sequel trilogy, but fear not, Jedis and Sith Lords, Disney and Lucasfilm have plenty of Star Wars in the pipeline for you. On Monday, the two companies unveiled Star Wars, 
The High Republic, formerly known as Project Luminous, uh, which combines novels, children's books, and comics to tell one interconnected story. Cool. Yeah. So the High Republic saga is set 200 years before The Phantom Menace. So if you kind of look at the Star Wars timeline, this is going back a couple of centuries (laughs) before The Phantom Menace. So it's like a long, long time ago. Yes, a long, long time ago in a galaxy (laughs) far, far away. Uh, At this stage, the Star Wars universe, the Jedi Order was still the... Uh, was still has the galactic empire it's not a galactic empire it still has the republic the high republic in much un, very much under control sorry just correcting the story from cnet.com a little bit there uh, according to michael siglin a uh, director of lucasfilm publishing this quote from obi-wan kenobi is the inspiration for the new saga quote for a thousand over a thousand generations the jedi knights were the guardians of peace and justice end quote he says Quote, it's a line we've been hearing since 1977, and we thought, what does that look like? Uh, so he, he kind of, there's a teaser trailer out there. You can go look it up, and they have a lot of the, some of the artwork of what's come to come, uh, and they explain a little bit about this High Republic and the nice. Jedi Order as it is in that era, and uh, it really looks kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. And it's so exciting that they are, you know, branching off from the main an original concept mm-hmm. and, and really picking up other pieces and other timelines and, and I'm loving it. Yeah, it sounds really cool. Uh, also from the stories as the, the teaser, teaser trailer also features uh, creators talking about how they envision the Jedi of this era as quote, the Jedi Knights of the round table end quote, which sounds really cool. Uh, but of course, calamity will strike the heroes and they will what? be tested. Uh, the threat emerges from the Neil. Nihil? Nihil. Uh, what? <laughs> I don't know if I got the name right. They're, they're, the, the new enemy is apparently called the Nihil. Uh, when they were, they uh, kind of talk of them as being these space Vikings, essentially. If you think of uh, Vikings, the Norsemen, you know, kind of plundering right. throughout uh, Europe and into actually all the way to the U.S. Right. Before it was the, long before it was the U.S. Interesting. But uh, so it'll be interesting story. Uh, phase one of the High Republic debuts in August at Star Wars Celebration Anaheim and will feature five releases. A young adult novel called Into the Dark a middle grade novel called A Test of Courage, comic book series The High Republic Adventures, another comic book series, this one from Marvel, called simply The High Republic, and finally a novel called The Light of the Jedi. So that's really it's cool. exciting. I, yeah, I will probably forward read to that. All of those, even okay. the young adult novel and the mid I think you'll novel, start with that. Come comic on. Books. Let's I, be oh, honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will want to read them all. I, I will need to get another cruise just so I can read through all these books. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure you'll do that. I know you will. So fun. So fun. So one other quick story for you, and I just found this interesting this week. don't have much on it, but uh, you know Onward is being, actually it's kind of been a pre-release this weekend while they're doing the full release coming up this week, and we're excited to see that on the ship, as a matter of fact. Uh, But the news came out this week that airing before Onward will be a Simpsons short movie. Yes. Uh, apparently it's called play date with destiny and it looks like it features from the image they posted on social media, which features Maggie Simpson. Uh, cool. it. So what a interesting world we live in now that we have a Pixar movie coming out that is going to be, uh, fronted with a Simpsons short. Um, <laughs> uh, that's so funny. Awesome. <laughs> 
we're Simpsons fans for yes. a long time, so we're kind of excited about it. I know a lot of people are like, what? You know, but I think it's kind of fun, and I'm, yes. I'm excited to, to see the short and see what it's all about. So that's it. That's it for the Disney Stories of the Week. However, we never leave you without some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And we always start with Michelle. One, because she's wonderful. <laughs> she does great Disney cruise planning but Aww, also she has sweet. the very best tip so let's get right to it here is michelle's tip of the week you're so so sweet thank you baby so uh obviously i'm going to continue with the theme of disney cruise i guess it's not obvious but okay i am going to it's obvious <laughs> it's obvious not always but this time i will i digress anyways um going with disney cruise and, and actually i'm going to give two uh because they're kind of small ones uh, so the first one is if you do really like specialty coffees, now that is something that is not included in, in your, uh, cruise costs. I mean, you can get regular coffee. It's available 24 seven, whether you go get it at the station, whether you have it delivered to your room, 24 seven Disney coffee is available. But if you like specialty coffees, uh, especially going to the Cove Cafe, which is a wonderful experience mm -hmm. in and of itself, you can pick up a Fanatic Punch card and that will allow you to get a free coffee, free specialty coffee after you've purchased five. I'm sure we'll be getting one of those since we'll be on this cruise for so Long. Right. We'll probably exactly. want a couple specialty coffees for at some sure. Point. Yeah. And the other little tip is um, you may know this already, but if you haven't uh, done a Disney cruise and you are interested in communicating some things to them before your trip, they do have on their website a live chat. Now, obviously, if you're going through a travel agent, you can direct your travel agent or give input to your travel agent of what some of your desires are. Um, but if you didn't and you want to do it yourself, you can do it through live chats. They're not 24 seven. It has on the site when they, they are available, but we've used it. We used it just recently, yeah. you know, um, just this last week I was on there. Right. You know, so let's say for example, we're doing a special Palo anniversary, um, dinner. So we chatted through them and they put that, the information on our reservation for Palo mm -hmm. so that they can recognize that it is our anniversary. Um, you can also use it to, you know, again, list some preferences. They're not, they may not be guaranteed, but you can communicate or ask questions on these live chats. And we found it to be very, very helpful. Right. Uh, yeah, very much so, especially for just something that little minor, just some, you know, some, little tags that you want onto your uh, vacation, whether it be a special occasion, just to let them know, oh, we're celebrating a birthday, we're celebrating an anniversary, right. honeymoon, whatever the case may be. And, you know, they'll make notations of that. And, you know, a lot of times at dinner or whatever on a special day, you will get a little something for it. They have that notated. So right. you can also mention when you're there, but uh, it is important stuff to go through. Exactly. And, you know, on their um, app and on their website, uh, once you have a, a cruise book, booked and, and paid, I believe it is, um, you can designate if it's like a birthday or an anniversary automatically. But if you want something in particular noted, um, or if you have a particular question you want to ask, then those live chats can be also very helpful. Well done. Very nice. Oh, thank Michelle you. always has the best <laughs> tips. It's so funny because my tip 
uh, also has to do with coffee. Uh, it's kind of a recycled tip. I've done I kind of figured you'd I've do this I've kind of done this tip many times. <laughs> it's one of my favorite Disney Cruise Line tips. So you, if you've listened to the show, you've probably heard it in the past. But yeah, uh, it, it's if you're just with the regular coffee in the morning, it, I have a, this tip for you. The night before you go to bed, order something in from room service. It could be some of their, you know, nice warm chocolate chip cookies or it could be the Mickey bars at night Mm -hmm. before you go to bed or whatever. But when you do that, go ahead and order a pot of coffee with it. Now, you don't need to drink it that night. If you want to order a pot of decaf too to drink that night, fine. Uh, But you don't need to drink it that night. If you just leave it sealed, when you get up in the morning, it'll still be warm for you. So you can get right up and pour that cup of coffee. You don't have to get all dressed and go up onto the deck and get coffee. You don't need to order more room service in the morning to get that coffee. It'll be ready to go for you. It won't be super piping hot, but it will be warm. Those pots are really good at keeping coffee warm for an extended period of time, as long as you don't open it up too many times. So that's always been my big tip. We will do it throughout the cruise. We will have a pot of coffee every night, so it's ready to go in the morning. You know, I mean, obviously, if you get up, if you if you usually wake up with the knock on the door of room (laughs) service with your coffee, fine. You don't need to do that, but. If you don't do that, if you do wake up a little earlier than either you get room service or you go up to get uh, coffee up on deck or at the dining room or whatever the case may be, this is just a way to have hot coffee, well, very warm coffee right. ready for you to go in the morning. <laughs> right. It's definitely a good start to the day. You know, um, it, it, like you said, you know, there there might be times that you've already um in advance requested the, you know, it's kind of like a continental breakfast kind of room service that you could have delivered at designated times. Um, but sometimes you have like, you don't want to do that and you want to see how the, your day goes or have breakfast in one of the dining rooms. And yes, having that pot of coffee first thing in the morning. So you don't have to get out of your jammies right away is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, you know, you pour that cup of coffee. I always do this. I, I pour the cup of coffee and I had, if we have a balcony room, I head straight out to the balcony and just sip coffee and watch like as i said a little bit earlier watch the ocean go by it's the best way to start a morning aboard a disney cruise for me personally so uh, best way to start a morning let's just leave it at that that's true (laughs) that's true so uh so yeah that's it for this week next week well we are going to be away on our disney cruise but we still will have a new episode for you as a matter of fact we just recorded yesterday uh it's a sequel to our recent disney vacation Club 101 show. This will be our advanced DVC class, and we're excited because we are going to be joined by Nate and Serena, the DVC duo. We interviewed them yesterday, and they had some wonderful things to say and some stuff that we learned that we had no idea of. (laughs) Uh, So we'll talk about uh, that with all of them. We'll talk about their blog, their love of Disney, and just have some good fun time we we had a great time talking with them and i know you're going to be excited to hear it next week yeah they're they're wonderful lovely people and and you're right they gave good information i last night after the interview i went on the disney uh, vacation club website and started looking at some of the things they were talking about and it was like oh my gosh i didn't know these things they have some really good information they are veterans at this we we know our 
DVC stuff, but they really know yes. their DVC stuff. So I'm sure that they will be uh, enlighten you uh, many ways about Disney Vacation Club. And they're just wonderful. But, but yeah, they're just also fun people. It's just we had a great time uh, talking with them, and I think you're really going to enjoy that. Uh, as for the next two episodes, they're going to be a little different because of the fact that we are recording them in advance. Uh, we won't have Disney Stories of the Week for you because we'll be you know away, so we right. won't have Disney Stories. We will still have tips for you and some other information as we go through them and of course the meat of the show but uh, you know hopefully you'll you'll continue to listen throughout the couple weeks that we're gone and then when we get back we are going to go over our trip day by day hour by hour (laughs) step by step no 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 we're just going to hit the highlights of our Disney cruise and and share how much fun we had right so um we hope you have a wonderful time over the next few weeks. Hope you enjoy our episodes, the our pre-recorded episodes, and we look forward to joining you more live-esque uh, coming out on March, what, 20th? It'll be March, yeah, I think it's 23rd. That's yeah. when we get back. Well, we get back actually on the 20th, but uh, we will have an episode, new episode for you on the 23rd. Right, so. so. That would be cool. But don't, please listen to the other episodes yeah, too. Don't, yeah. just, don't just skip forward to the 23rd. Please listen to the other episodes too because there's a lot of great stuff coming out there. So uh, speaking of today, we appreciate you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, why don't you sign up for the newsletter? Yes, yeah, I said, it's uh, Tom's done a great job. You're going to have a lot of fun with it and we'll have a lot of fun sharing things with you. Mm-hmm. And please follow us on social media we'll be posting stuff throughout the cruise so you can kind of keep up to date with what we have going on while we're sailing. I, right. I mean obviously there'll be some I don't think we're going to splurge a significant amount on the internet but when we get to ports we'll post a few things of what's been going on on sure. the cruise so you can kind of follow along a little bit with that and uh, to find us on social media you can check us on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, you can always email us at Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. That's right. And thanks again for listening. And we sure hope you will tell a friend about our podcast. Yes, please tell a friend about them. You tell two friends. They'll tell two friends, and so on, and so on, and so on. At least that's what we hope. Yeah. Uh, And hopefully, if you have a little more time, please give us a rating, a little more time, a review. They help in so many ways. So that's it. We're off on vacation. Thank you for listening to our Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week and after our cruise. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical